Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Matt Pauly is here from the Cardinals Radio Network and the Cam West side. Now you're you're probably in the union like I was, right? Yeah, so I do that is not a holiday yeah, for me. So it's weird because in SAG after, and I dealt with this for years, the only two official holidays are Christmas and New Year's. Yep. So any of the other days you're technically supposed to take vacation time. Now I got off a little bit easy on that because my show is in the afternoon like it is now. And then typically on Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, there were Cardinals games. So didn't really have to work anyway. But Boy, I get MLK Day, I get President's Day, Matt. I'm so I've never had those up. It's been a long time. Long, I get the sense time. you like your time off. I do like my time off, and I miss my time off when I was on the X side and I had all those Cardinals games. Glover gets that advantage now, but no, in in all, you know, being honest on that, I did like those days. But the thing that drove me crazy was those day games, and you wouldn't know when you're going to end up on the air. Right. You know? And even the spring training games were a little frustrating at times. Uh, however, having said that, I'm ready for baseball, and we're going to talk a little baseball right now. So this is a big weekend because we have the winter warm-up and the Cardinals caravan. You're going on a leg of the caravan. We'll get to that in a second. The warm-up is changing dramatically. I was looking at the schedule, and I realized, hey, it's not at the Hyatt anymore. It's always been at the Hyatt. Yeah, it's going to be they're going to utilize the the real estate that they have between Ballpark Village and Bush Stadium and it works out well. You know, you've always been able to say go do a clubhouse tour or go to the Cardinals Hall of Fame Museum with with the winter warm up. You had to make your way over to Bush Stadium previously. So now they're just going to use and also before it was kind of it was jam packed. I mean, oh, there was yeah, a lot of people walking around. There wasn't a lot of space to breathe. So now they're really going to I guess the challenge is going to be it's so much more spread out. Yeah. Maybe you're going to need a map because this suite at Bush Stadium is for this event, but this restaurant area at Ballpark Village is being used for this event. So I would encourage people who are going, take a look, look at the schedule, see where stuff is so you can kind of plan out what your path is going to be. All the autographs, that's always a big deal. People have already bought all these autograph tickets because you know this is uh, the bottom line is this weekend is about benefiting Cardinals yeah, care. Right. So you've got all these autograph tickets that have been bought. It might be be you got there's multiple rooms where these autograph sessions are taking place so if you are one of these people that have already bought an autograph ticket just make sure you know where you're going do you know i mean what what kind of representation are we going to get because there's there's always been you know people like yadi hasn't always been at the winter warm-up and i don't know if arnado or goldschmidt the baseball writers dinner is on sunday night I'm, are you going to that no i'll be on my uh caravan, oh, on caravan so i can't make it to the uh the writer's dinner just about everybody's here off the top of my head i haven't you know nitpicked through the list to see who's not going to be there uh, but I I I feel like if it's the Cardinals want 
people to be there, and I think everybody's going to be there. This is year. our new catcher going to be there? Yes, Wilson Contreras is oh, going to be there. Cool. I do know that for sure. And uh, you know what? This is what I love about a weekend like this with Wilson. You know, he's been obviously he's been to Bush Stadium. He knows the Cardinals, but he's going to feel that love like he's never felt before being a part of this this weekend. Yeah, you know, and we both have Wisconsin ties, having worked at the same radio station there. The Brewers had previously done an event kind of like this. It was called Brewers on Deck. It was a one-day thing that they did at Convention Center. It hasn't come back yet since COVID, and I don't know if they are going to bring it back at any point in time. In fact, the Pirates have done a fan fest, and they're not doing theirs uh, this year. They they decided not to bring theirs back yet either. So well, it's the Pirates. So. It is It is the Pirates. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other fan fest event like this in baseball that's three days long. Uh, just the 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 amount of fandom that you are able yeah, to exhibit right. over the course of three days is pretty cool. So let's talk about the caravan. In, uh, are, how many legs are there of this? There are six different caravans. Some are Friday, Saturday, so some have already gone out today, and then the other ones go Sunday, Monday. Uh, six different caravans. I think they're going to hit six total states between the six caravans. I'm going to hit three states on my own. Where are so, you going? Uh, I have a trip that goes Marion, Illinois, to Evansville, Indiana, day one, and then day two is Paducah, Kentucky, and then uh, to Cape Girardeau was, before coming is home. Is the first leg the prison leg of the tour? Hey, Mary, I, I mean, my, Lord. my first, well, the Marion thing is fine, but my <laughs> first pro baseball job ever was as a play-by-play guy for the Evansville Otters. So I'm excited to be doing the uh, the Evansville port. Evansville's the Purple Aces, the university there, Yeah, right? and actually yeah. I occasionally I go out to Evansville and do some ESPN Plus games for what University were the, of Evansville. Were the, were the Otters... Uh, they're frontier. No, they're the frontier oh, okay. leagues. They're like the Gateway Grizzlies yeah, and what yeah, the yeah. Rascals used to be when they existed. So, who's on the caravan with you? Okay, so we've got Nolan Gorman, Matthew Libertor, I believe James Nail, and then the alumni is Jason Mott and Kerry Robinson. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, that'll be a great weekend. And then you know, it's already mid January, right? The holidays are gone mid-January, which is good because that means spring training is going to be here very soon. I'll be in Jupiter less than a month from now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. that's That makes me happy. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's right here. We're here. We're, we've arrived. Well, yeah. all right. So what what's your take? I talked to Cusimano about this a little bit, and, and I, I take Matt Holiday at his word because it absolutely sounds like something where he thought, this is a great idea. I want to be a manager. And then you start thinking about the commitments that you have to your family and the kids, and I'm sure maybe his wife might have had a few things to say. So is it what it is where he just said, look, his statement, I thought, was very honest and great. He said, you know, sometimes you say these things, you get excited, and then as you get closer, the reality sets in. Yeah, there's no reason not to believe that's the case. Now, look, we've seen situations where all of a sudden, a few days later, something comes up, and it's like, oh, okay, that's why. But there's there's no reason to believe that's going to happen here. You take him at his word. He comes from a coaching family. I'm sure he has aspirations to be a major league manager one day. This would have been a great opportunity. This opportunity will come back around in some form or fashion for him. This is an opportunity to be with his family and be with his kids. The commitment to to that job, to being a, a major league coach, it's a tough commitment, just the baseball lifestyle overall. But then you think about being a coach on a major league staff, you're the first one at the ballpark every day. You're the last one. You're there before the players and after the players. It's uh, six-month in-season commitment plus everything that's going on spring training beforehand. If your team has a deep playoff run, it could be darn near eight months. He's yeah. earned the right to spend some time with his family. Look, I, I don't fault him at all. So who who do we get from the White Sox? It's Joe McEwing, and I know what people are going to think when I say this. This is not me putting Matt Holiday down at all. Matt Holiday would have done a perfectly fine job as the team's bench coach. 
I think Joe McEwing fills the role a little bit better because he's been in that spot before. He's kind of a veteran coach. He was with the White Sox for a really long time as their bench coach and their third base coach. He was a minor league manager before that. Was he with Tony then recently? Also? He was the third base coach okay. for Tony. He was on that staff with uh, with Renteria before Tony got there, and he was the bench coach for Renteria and then the third base coach for Tony. Uh, I just you got a really young manager in Oliver Marmel, who I think the world of. But it's good to have somebody in that dugout who's seen it all, been doing it all, who can really kind of provide some guidance as the bench coach. So I think McEwing brings something to that role that maybe Matt Holiday would not have. There you go. I mean, obviously, it sounds to me like they they had word over the holidays that this was, you know, Matt, Matt didn't just tell them this week. And that's why they rolled it out in the same release where they said he's not going to be the guy and McEwing is is the new bench. Yeah, you don't want the – it's a PR – not disaster, but it's a PR annoyance if you have to announce Holiday has resigned without having – the the next person in place like you're able to jump to the next story easier this way so any kind of uh, there's still a couple of free agents out there anything else and i think mo has made it very clear they're not going to really um make another big move is there a trade potential that still might be in the works because i i would still be concerned i even think i saw a piece about this today somewhere on espn where yeah in theory jack flaherty is your ace in theory right but we don't know that do we have a number one and you really don't have a number one that's defined at this point do you yeah no you don't and i think what's going on with this team is there's a lot of questions and questions aren't bad because sometimes questions are answered in a good way and if all the questions are answered in a good way you're in a good spot but you don't really know what you're going to get out of o'neill newt bar carlson gorman yepes the the only sure things you really have are Arenado, Goldschmidt, Contreras, maybe Edmund when it comes to position players. And then from a pitching standpoint, the health of Jack Flaherty is a big question. So there's there's not a, there's not a free agent out there that makes the team better right now. So there's you know, no, no real reason to talk about that. There are going to be trades out there. I think it does make some sense, whether you just go into spring training or whether you get into the season, to see to get the answers or start to get the answers to some of those questions. The last thing you want is to go sign a big outfield bat that you spend some money on and you have to carry, and then you get to spring, and what do you know? Jordan Walker has a fantastic spring, but you can't carry him out of camp because you've got this guy. Um, So you need to make decisions. You've got so much prospect capital that you're going to spend on a trade. Do you need to go find a top-of-the-rotation starter? Do you need to find a middle-of-the-order bat? Well, evaluating the team, I don't know if there's another contender in baseball that has as many question marks as the Cardinals. So you mentioned Jordan Walker. Tell us about Jordan Walker. I don't know a whole lot about him, but there there seems to be some hopes being pinned on him. He's a stud. He is a stud, and he has performed at every level. I don't know if he's going to bring cap with the team this year. You know, it, the development is a is a process. Uh, but last year he was an infielder. He was blocked, obviously, on the infield, specifically at third base, because uh, Nolan Arnato is going to be around for a while. So they moved into the outfield. He had no problem adapting to the outfield. He's going to be a perfectly capable corner outfielder uh, in the big leagues. He can hit for power, good speed, great athlete, big dude, really big. Oh, really? I saw a picture today. Uh, Kevin Wheeler was just showing me a picture uh, an hour ago or so. He's out on a Cardinal Caravan right now, and he's about 
a foot taller than every other person on the caravan. Like he just hulks over wow. everybody. Uh, he's he's going to be a special player. He's going to impact the Cardinals this year. The question is, does he impact them on opening day, so, or does he so impact how, them in July? How does that play out? He he goes to he's going to compete, and if it looks like he's going to do better than our current outfielders, then he gets the roster spot. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And baseball is now part of what happened last year in the collective bargaining agreement. Teams are a little bit more incentivized to start the season with prospects on the big league roster. In the past, you would hear things like Super 2 and service time and like all these baseball terms. And essentially what teams were doing were keeping players down in the minor leagues for a month, month and a half. Because of the when free agency clock starts Yeah, they would get an extra year, basically, of club control on a player by just having them in the minors for about a month. That still exists, but there's other things, whether it's draft picks, other items that incentivize teams to have young players on the team from the start, so there's really nothing stopping the Cardinals from having Jordan Walker at the beginning. Well, have fun this weekend. This will be your first caravan, won't it? It is my first caravan. Yeah, Yeah. congratulations on that. Matt, for those people who don't know, you grew up here Mm -hmm. and were in different markets. You spent some time. How long in Milwaukee? I was in Milwaukee for about six and a half years. Yeah, we didn't cross over there because I was there a long time ago, but we obviously worked at the same station as you indicated. Let's talk a little football here, and let me start with Wisconsin, because do you think, I haven't asked you this question, you know I'm a Packers fan, Chiefs fan too, but I'm a Packers fan. Did Aaron Rodgers play his last game for the Packers? It's a great question. It is. And I mean, I think I think that possibility exists. Just I don't think he's done playing football. Yeah, I don't either. And the problem with that is the way his contract is, the, the Packers can't just like move on from him. It's gonna be too much of a cap hit. What would they get? If they traded him, you know, if they trade him, they want to trade him to the AFC. He's not going to go to anywhere in the NFC. It's a really, really complicated thing. So the first thing that has to happen is Rodgers needs to officially say that he does want to play next year. And that's well, Gutenkirch said something today. So the GM yeah. said something. Look, we're not ready to move on from Aaron. So at least he said that. But, but you have to been, say that. Right. I get it. But there's been so much drama. You would think at least this would be settled where it doesn't have to drag into the summer. You would hope so. And you know, the other thing is he's a. Uh, Reportedly dating with the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, daughter, the daughter Mallory Edens, oh, the I daughter of Wes Edens, who owns the the Milwaukee Bucks. So, but I mean, he's dating somebody new every two he weeks. Yeah. yeah, right. He had Danica for a while, and then what's his, your name? The actress. His last and... one was like a. I don't say this in a derogatory term. She was a witch, like a like a dictionary definition witch, and her name was Blue of Earth. <laughs> I'm saying what? <laughs> How did I miss that one, Matt? Did you hear what Matt Pollard just said? Did that make sense? Blue it was it Friday, Earth. and I'm, like, spacing out. Who do you like this weekend? You know, I think here's my prediction for an upset. You ready? Uh-huh. The Giants take down the Vikings, mainly because I hate the Vikings, but there's going to be an upset. And I don't think the Vikings are in the position that, you know, everybody thought they were certainly four to five weeks ago. That's my least favorite game of the six games this weekend because neither of those teams do a thing for me. Yeah, I know. I the, kind of feel the same they're, way. They're boring teams, both the Giants and the Vikings. So, yeah, I, I think either team could win that. That game. The Vikings are the how many wins did they did they were they like a twelve win team this year? They might have had thirteen. Uh, they were maybe the worst twelve or thirteen win team in yes. the history of the NFL. Look, I, I was on my I, I just wrapped up um, taking a Spain trip with a bunch of listeners that we closed today because everybody's money was doing. Mike Kenny, who's my tour guide, is up in Minneapolis. He said, and he's a Vikings fan. He said the same exact same thing. So I think the fans up there in Minneapolis not exactly expecting great things either. Um, Jaguars Chargers. That might be the game of the weekend that on paper it's the most competitive game i think the spread's a point and a half that's the tightest spread of any of the games this weekend 
I've kind of bought in on the Jaguars. It's been fun to watch them go from at the beginning of the season, you thought they were one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they just got better and better and better. And all of a sudden, they, they play in a crappy division. The Titans falling apart really helped them out, uh, but they're able to snag that division. I'm kind of rooting for the Jaguars. That's uh, I, I don't know who's going to win that game, but I've got a rooting interest in the Jaguars. Well, I have a rooting interest in the Chargers because I have money on them at plus 4,500 to win the Super Bowl. Okay. So, and I placed that early December, and I like that bet quite a bit. What, can, what are you Until willing to say? Mike Williams is because now they got a yeah. big you know hit. Mike Williams is out at wide receiver because he was hurt last week, which, which is just— Boneheaded. Yeah, don't play starters and don't play stars when a game doesn't matter. And then then don't try to just to, when you do it, just say I'm a bonehead and I shouldn't have done that. Don't try to say, well, the roster stuff is hard to. No, it's not. No, it's well, not. So I made that wager on the Chargers after watching them. I can't remember who they played on that um, Sunday night game about five or six weeks ago. And they have the pieces. And Herbert is a good quarterback. Yeah. And we've seen teams not unlike the Packers, you know, 11, 12 years ago that have come into the wild card round and just gotten hot. It happens in baseball too. So I think the Chargers are capable. But that Jaguars story is quite compelling. Does Tom Brady get past the wild card round? I, I hate the Cowboys. I hope I, he does. I, I do hate too. the Cowboys so, too. So we're on. on the same page there. I'm, yes. ro- I'm rooting for Brady and. And the Bucks, believe it or not, on Monday night, it's a, that's the best storyline game because you have Brady. You, he may it may be his last game with Tampa Bay. Then you have the Cowboys, who are a really good team, but man, they're good at stinking up the place in the playoffs for sure. And they're coming off a bad effort in the regular season finale. I of all the games this weekend, from a storyline perspective, that's the one yeah. I'm most looking forward so to. So the buzz in Vegas. So I've talked to my buddy Rick in Vegas. Is that that's where Brady might go? Is that is that what you're hearing? What? Uh, I've heard more uh, Miami and New Orleans. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, my, the Miami stuff's kind of died down a little bit, but uh, at one point I heard that maybe there's a possibility that Payton goes back to New Orleans and brings Brady along with him. Because Sean Payton, who has been broadcasting for two years now or just, just one, one. Year, he, yeah. he's, he's also the guy that they think might come in and, and you know, coach in Vegas too. So we'll have to see hmm. about that. So and no it, one knows. No, I That's guess, what I guess right. not. Yeah, no right. one knows yeah. anything. But it is interesting. You know, I read what Derek Carr, so they, they sat Derek Carr, the Raiders did, and they put this guy in who actually did pretty well, Jared Stidham. But they may even just cut bait with Carr and not even trade him. He's got a no trade clause, but it may come to the point where the ESPN analysis was they may just let him go. That's where I would watch for Aaron Rodgers because Devontae Adams went to Vegas because of Carr. They played college football together. They're really, really close friends. So the only team that Adams was going to leave Green Bay for was the Raiders. Well, if the Raiders are going to kick Adams' guy to the curb, maybe the answer to that is to bring in another one of Adams' guys and Rodgers. So where does Carr go? I mean, does he get a starting job? I think so. I think yeah. he's good enough to be a starter in the NFL. That system didn't work with him. Jared Stidham was a was a Patriots guy, and Josh McDaniels is the head coach in, in Vegas, and he came from the Patriots. So I think a lot of Stidham's success was connected to him just being better in that system. Where is Matt Pauley on the uh, the Battle Hawks? I like them. They're fun. Uh, you know, obviously, I didn't live in St. Louis the last time they were here, but I was rooting for them from afar. I'm so anti-Rams. I'm, I'm, I'm team St. Louis in the sense that St. Louis has really good football fans, and they don't get that reputation. So I like the fact that even if it's the XFL, St. Louis has a chance to show out from a football fan standpoint. But at the same time, we're not going to be spending... You're not going to call me into your studio, Mark, to do a 15-minute no. segment on the, the no. Battle Hawks. I don't I, think. I don't. I don't think so either. But in, and I. I don't want to poop. I was kind of not. I didn't really get on board a couple years ago because I'm an NFL fan and I was uh, snobbingly looking at the XFL. However, I appreciate it from what it did for the community. The fact that it gave younger people 
a, a pretty inexpensive form of entertainment to get people together to go tailgate, root for the team, and just have fun in that stadium. So my wife and daughter went to one of the games when I was out of town. They had a blast. So from a family entertainment perspective, something to add to St. Louis on the weekends here in the spring, I think it's great. You know, you look at the sports calendar that time of the year in St. Louis, you're going to have Blues wrapping up, you're going to have Cardinals starting up, you're going to have City SC starting up, and you're going to have the Battlehawks. It's going to be a really busy time in St. Louis. Yeah, I would have said also you're going to have, um, you know, the Mizzou Tigers make a run to the NCAA tournament, but I'm a little worried about that after Wednesday night. They were that, That's a bad matchup. They just don't match up well against a and they're, they're fine. I don't know if they're a tournament team, but they're a good team. Like the, There's a lot of really good teams in college basketball. There's a lot of parity. Yeah. A ton, which makes the games... I think really exciting. This is one of the reasons I love college basketball. Well, Matt, have fun on the uh, on the the caravan and the winter warm up this weekend, and love to hear the stories when you get back and we're gonna get very close. When do you leave for spring training? A uh, month from yesterday. Okay, not yeah. that you're counting down the days or anything like that, right? <laughs> no, not no, at all. Exactly. Especially on a day like this. Oh my God, Matt Pauly, great to see you. Have a yep. great weekend. I appreciate it. Get more at 971talk.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.